1: For coaches who want to get better, from the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, welcome to Coach Unplugged, episode and. Happy Wednesday. Uh, before we get started today, we got a two-part interview, today and tomorrow. Before we get started on that, I want to give a big shout-out to Dr. Dish. Go over and check it out. The number one shooting machine on the market. It's not only durable, it's not only easy to collapse down, it will allow you to become a better basketball shooter and let your entire program or your players become better shooters so muscle memory is a true thing go over and check it out make sure you mention coach unplugged and they'll take really good care of you also make sure you go over and check out ttubes.com for coaches who want to get better let's keep the lights on here and coach unplugged um, this is the time that you want to become a better coach this is the time you want to push the boundaries this is the time when you want a community of like-minded people to help you through that. And is that answer. not only has a community, it has resources. It has a little bit of everything that you need. So go over and check them out. Let's get off to the podcast. All right. So I'm never sure how to start this. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon <laughs> for all the podcast <laughs> listeners. half I'm thoroughly convinced that half the podcast listeners are either driving their cars or running right now. So That's true. Yeah, if you're driving, make sure you're looking because I just watched some of Ray's videos and I love them. The I think they're called baseline drives. But and then uh, if you're running, run faster is what I'm telling you. So I'm I'm <laughs> happy to introduce. Help me out here, Ray Lokar, right? Correct. I got yeah. it. I got it. Um, so Ray, the way usually usually the way I start these is I kind of throw the ball back into your court. And have you tell us a little bit of your journey, because I saw your resume, and holy cow, you have done a lot of things in and out of basketball. Um, But just kind of give us a summary of, of your journey through this whole kind of adventure.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I have three older kids and a son that's a freshman in high school. I was just talking to him the other day uh, about, you know, kind of my life and where, how it's taken me to, through sports. And I realized early on that that's where I wanted uh, wanted to be. Even in uh, in high school and, and junior high, I was the commissioner of athletics. So I knew that I wanted a job in sports somehow. Um, went through the route like everybody else played. And, started to play in college and my old athletic director from high school got me a coaching job, at a little middle school close by teaching afternoon PE while I was still in college. So I <clears throat> hung up the sneakers and, you know, started coaching right away. And, um, so I've uh, been in a long, long time and it took me a lot of different places and, uh, just kind of evolved and went from one place to the other. Uh, and a lot of times, you know, Steve, I think like, like most coaches, um, predicated on what was best for the family at that particular time you know so uh you know kids come along and you drop down you know when my oldest son got to high school I decided it was time to leave the college level and come back to high school so I started doing that uh then it took me to a couple of high school jobs and ended up back at my alma mater where we won a section title down here in California which is kind of a big deal um and then uh I was invited to a thing called the mentor coach institute uh, but was put on by Positive Coaching Alliance. And I think I spoke up too much. And about three weeks later, I was at a quarterly meeting and have been speaking full-time for them uh, for the last 11 or 12 years. So, uh, so tell, us about, tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Tell us a little bit more about that. Because, you know, again, half the people I have on here is it's total cold calls, it's Twitter, it's Instagram. I, I just reach out to people. Sure. And, that, and that's what yeah. I love about this game. People are so welcoming but but what what where you kind of stepped out and where where I kind of saw you in the in the social world or the basketball world was the the sports positive thing and that, and it seems to have really taken off in the last I don't know year year and a half could you tell us a little bit more about that cuz I'm very intrigued yeah
0: yeah it really really has i mean we started uh, or they started in 1998 as a little nonprofit out of Stanford's athletic department and a little itty-bitty office in the secondary gym and has kind of grew to a national nonprofit with 20 chapters or regions that we service with, you know, board members and national advisory board members. And we, uh, um, you know, put on 1,500, 2,000 workshops nationwide a year for coaches and parents and athletes and administrators Really, on how to get the best out of out of sports for their kid on and off the uh, court or, or or fields or out of the pool um, it's non sports specific and uh, you know we really, really have benefited from uh, some coaches that are most recently become really prominent just for Focusing on the process instead of the result, and that's a a large focus of what we talk about that I think it's lost on parents at such a young age. They worry so much about, you know, the final result, whether a kid won or lost, or what select team they're on, or you know, how they compare to somebody else, and really, we want kids to focus on, you know, giving their best effort, trying to do what they've learned, and being able to manage mistakes. Um, you know, if they can do that, they're going to be as good as they probably should be. So um, that kind of intrigued me early. Um, and I was still kind of in the coaching world <laughs> um, and uh, started to speak and promote our program at Positive Coaching Alliance uh, from there. And uh, and it's just become a situation where, um, you know, I'm, I'm doing so many of them across the country. i do thir- them to 13, 14 different states, working with, uh, you know, all of those different groups and trying to put them all on the same page and make a little difference, one organization, one school at a time, I think.
1: And is there any specific like national basketball organization You're, are you Are you connected with USA Basketball? Or are you connected with any?
0: yeah. Yeah, actually, you know, we we uh, have a, a tremendous amount of support from a lot of governing bodies, um, the NBA, Junior NBA, AAU, uh, USA Basketball. All support uh, what it is that we do, um, but it's not like I said, it's not sports specific. Uh, USA right. Baseball, Major League right. Baseball, um, RBI programs. You know, uh, local local teams, local pro teams in each of our regions are, are really big supporters, and our national advisory board. Includes, you know, coaches like Phil Jackson's our national spokesperson, um, Steve Kerr, Doc Rivers, Larry Brown, Dean Smith in his, uh, passing was one of our early earliest, uh, advisory board members, uh, Brad Stevens. So, um, you know, kind of what we go out and share are stories and, uh, from them and, and then research from, you know, a lot of sports psychologists, uh, and, uh, researchers from around the world really on, on what works best. So it's really not opinionated, uh, solely. A lot of it is, is research based, um, you know, on how kids really perform the best.
1: And, and, and what, what one bit of, I mean, I don't want to give your whole spiel, but what's one bit of advice you could give parents that are listening to this? I, I know what I would <laughs> yeah, say, Yeah, I think, <laughs> but go yeah, ahead. I
0: think one, one of the things we, you know, we talked about is, is, uh, you know, already is the focus on the mastery of the sport instead of the, instead of the scoreboard and the result, you know, focus on your kid's improvement and the effort that they're given and, um, being able to, you know, bounce back from setbacks and failures. And that way they're going to progress through the system as they should, um, best. And the way that you communicate them with them, um, is huge too. You know, one, one of the big things that we talk about, uh, one of our national advisory board members, Carol Dweck wrote a book called mindset that talks about how you should praise your kid really. Um, and it helps them develop a growth mindset instead of a fixed mindset. Great. I love that.
1: I love that too.
0: Yeah. 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 When you praise them for how talented they are, they, uh, they think they're, they're achieving because they're talented. And then when they struggle, they think, well, I'm just not that talented. And and they kind of level off. But if they get praised for their effort, then when they struggle, they just think, well, I got to try harder and put in more work. And that's really what we want to develop is that, that, um, you know, that mindset. And you do that through, you know, this ratio of what we try to create is um, five times as many positive memories to criticisms and corrections.
1: Yeah, And and that's really hard. That's really really hard. hard as a teacher and a coach that is I mean I have I try to do even more than five because I know if I think if I try to get seven to ten I know I'm gonna get five it's, it's for sure it's you know it's just so hot. I mean I notice it in my classroom every day it's just I'm yep. always correcting I'm always correct it's like well no that was well, good because that's try, yeah. that's in our
0: yeah that's in our our job description right we've got right. to correct mistakes and we got right. to make things better and and so I think the the key point there is that, you know, during the other times we gotta go out of our way to catch them doing something good and try to create as many positive memories as possible. And and it's not just the coach that's involved right. in those memories, right? I mean it's the administrators, it's the school, it's the legal organizers. It's teammates and it's the parents. You know, coaches and teammates could have a great culture, and a five-minute ride home with the wrong mom and dad is going to send that ratio
1: into the toilet. (laughs) Amen. Uh, What about (laughs) what about specialization? Do you talk about that?
0: Uh, We 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 encourage multiple sport specialization. I get on my you know individual soapbox um, during most most workshops about that because yeah, we're you know so much research now is going out there on you know, how many opportunities there are for multiple sport kids and how coaches really like that, um, as opposed to the single sport kid and the benefits of multi-sport specialization and the downfalls of, you know, single sport specialization too early in terms of burnout, not only physically, but mentally.
1: Well, I think that's Um, a huge thing. I think, I think burnout's a huge thing. And I, and I, and kids, I mean, I, I don't think, I don't think until you get to 13 or 14, you really know what you want to do anyway. Um. (laughs) <laughs> and your body hasn't stopped changing, and, I mean, all the studies show that sure. that that you're using different things when you swim than when you throw a baseball than when you run a 400 or 440. I mean, all those things are using different. You're basically cross-training is what I tell all of our parents. It's like they should play as many sports as they can. They're all helping the other sports. Uh, they really are.
0: You know, and and the other thing, Steve, I think that that people get lost on is, I think one of the hardest things to get young kids to do is to really compete. Right. And,
1: you know, when... Hey, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the podcast as much as I am. If you could take 30 seconds right now, we would really appreciate it. Pull that car over. Stop that treadmill. Subscribe, like, leave a five-star review. Those really do mean a lot to us. If you'd like to help us out a little bit more... There's a couple ways you can do that. You can go over to our YouTube channel and watch those. Um, We get advertisements from those. And also you can go over and join ttubes.com for coaches who want to get better. 14 day free trial not only has resources and videos and one-on-one calls and office hours, you name it, the community itself is second to none. So go over and check that out. All right, let's get back to the podcast. You
0: know, when you're training during the offseason, you're not really competing for a purpose. You might be, you might think you're training hard and you're competing against yourself, but you're not representing a school and you're not, you know, really, you know, playing for a reason that that matters to a bunch of other people. Um, whereas, uh, you know, one year, we won our section title. Um, you know, I think I, on my basketball team, I had a left tackle that ended up going to, uh, Kansas, another left tackle that went to San Diego State, a linebacker at UCLA, a shortstop at San Jose State, and <laughs> a bunch of D3 players, and right. one D1 kid that was mid major, you know, right. and uh, and we were pretty darn good, but those kids were competitors, you know, because right. they spent their off season, you know, <clears throat> playing playing for a reason. And I'd rather them do that than, you know, really you know, dribbling through cones or or you know being on the gun. Although that stuff is great, and they need to keep their skill work up but they right. need to compete and play, you know, play hard for, I, for a purpose. So I always tell, <laughs> I always tell my point.
1: youth coaches, I want a competitor. I want a kid that I can't sit down and play a game in Monopoly with, because we won't be talking at the end of the night because that's, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, if you compete w- w- my family, by the time I was like 10 or 11, I had an older brother, we couldn't play board games. Cause we were all four sure. of us were so competitive. We couldn't play board games. No one would talk to anyone for like 24 hours. Cause it was just like, like, it was like a death match kind of thing. And that's all, I mean, you you, you just want the competitive part, you know, obviously as we grew older, we, you know, we adjusted to that, but, um, and that's what you get by playing different sports. I I think, and I don't know if there's been research on this, but, you know, obviously there's the exceptions to the rule, like the LeBron James of the world that are just not normal. They're not, he's not a normal human being. He's (laughs) one in seven billion. That, sure. that it's sometimes good to play other sports in the sense that maybe you're not the, the guy or the gal. Part of it is accepting yep. roles. Part of it is accepting, Hey, I'm not the best baseball player. I might be the best basketball player in my m- middle school, but now all of a sudden I'm the fourth best baseball player. I have to accept a different role. How do I fit into the team? All that stuff is life lessons that I don't, I mean that that's one of the reasons I coach is because of those life lessons. I think,
0: yeah. And really, you know, our whole philosophy at positive coaching Alliance is, is uh, creating a mental model for coaches. We call them double goal coaches. You know, they're, they're, the most obvious goal is to go out and strive to win and prepare your team to do so. But the more important goal is the life lessons the kids are going to learn along the way. They're going to, you know, benefit them for a lifetime. Right. So right. Um, that double goal coach model is really kind of the basis behind what we talk about. And, you know, you, you mentioned the parents, um, what we try to get, you know, the culture to understand is that if the coach's job is to strive to win as the first goal and the second and more important goal is to teach life lessons, we want parents to look at themselves as second goal parents, right? Where the life, right. Helping their kids absorb the life lessons that the coach is trying to teach is their most important role, right? right? Not to worry about the wins and losses and how the coach is trying to do that, right? But how we're going to teach commitment, work ethic, and attitude and sportsmanship and grit and accountability and all that stuff. Um, that should be the parent's job, right? you know, to support the coach and teaching those, because if I'm a coach and I'm trying to, you know, teach a lesson of commitment and work ethic and maybe sit a kid or not start him or change his role because it's lacking and the parent is bad mouth. And me, you're talking at the dinner table or calling the administrators, that lesson gets lost. Right. So you need, you need the parent support in order for the kids to develop those things to the best extent possible.
1: And I think you do a great job of that from the research I've done is, is part of a lot of it, of, at least I found from someone that's coached a really long time. A lot of it is communication. You know, yep. the parents in my program know that the kids are supposed to be in, I mean, I think being on time is an important thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> not being late. It's called Lambo time. You're 15 minutes early. You're not 15. You don't show up right at, you know, 11 o'clock. You show yep. up at 10 You're always, so I talk to my parents about, Hey, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm trying to teach them lessons that when they get a job, that this is gonna help them. And and I you know, I always talk about it in terms of a triangle too. You know, it's 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 the coach, it's the player, and it's the parent. And when that triangle is in in a perfect world, oh, we're good, you know.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Sports is great then, right?
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> when it's when it gets out together. of balance. Yes. It is.
0: You know, the funny thing that you mentioned too, Steve, you were talking about board games with your kids um, or with your, your brothers and sisters and, and you know, how competitive yep. they would be. I, I think that, that there's a, a hidden lesson there too for for kids and parents and, and teams and schools is that, you know, a lot of times you demonize your opponent. You know, you think you've got to hate them in order to get up for the game or you create this animosity. Um and when you think back to, to our, our brothers and sisters and our friends, we probably played harder against them than we did against people that we didn't know. So I, I would argue the reverse, that maybe if you love and respect your opponent, it will actually cr- cause, cause a more competitive environment and you're gonna play even harder in trying to you know, do well and win than you would if you, you know, tried to drum up some phony hatred for your, for your rival. You know, to get to get up for the game. Um, I always think that that's funny when I think back to, to my youth. You know, I, I I would be like you. I'd always play harder against people that I knew or loved, um, and would would end up playing poorly against teams that I hated because you know I tried sometimes to try too hard. In in sports, a lot of times you got to
1: try easy. I think, I mean, that that is, I mean, I'm gonna literally pause. That's profound. I I have never heard that, and that is so. That is so true in society, and yeah, I mean it's right? true for me. I'm, look, if I could look at a mirror right now, it's like I know I mean there's rivals in our league. it's like you try to demonize them, and you shouldn't. to be honest with you, I think you're right. Um, I think back to some of the rivalries yeah, I, I, my boys uh, have had yeah
0: yeah, well, I, I went to Bishop Ahmad High School in Southern California, and we ran Sports Illustrated back when I went to school with St. Paul High School as you know one of the top ten rivalries in the country, which really meant you know, the bottom 10 worst rivalries, right? right Cause there was, right. there was that, there was that hatred and it was right. terrible. And, and I think back to you know, how awful it was and would be on the news regularly. Now, if, if that was the case, people would be cell phone videoing, you know, the, the confrontations that we had, right. um, you know, but, but I think we got, we got to understand that that's, that's a little, little different now. You know, we, I think that, uh, people in society are starting to understand that the whole Friday night tykes, you know, um, (laughs) culture is not, is not one where we should go.
1: No. And yeah. And the thing is we live in a world that it's, it's, it's feeding the other, it's putting 12 year olds playing little league baseball on on ESPN. It's playing the national high school championship game on ESPN three. We're going, media is trying to push us the other way. So we have to fight back against it. Um,
0: yeah, that's the great point, right? I mean, it's a great opportunity for those kids to get a chance to do things and to be on TV, and it's awesome. And I've been at our Little League Western Regionals out here in California. It's close, very close to to where, where we live. So I've been to – I bet you I've only missed two or three of those, you know, tournaments since 1992. And uh, a couple of things that interest me all the time, Steve, just about athletes at that age – is that those kids that are there are always great kids and they're really polite and respectful. And to be honest, a lot of fan bases are really, really good right. once you get there. Right. Um, and, and it makes me think uh, of uh, you know the different options. Does that league not have any parents that are crazy or kids that are bad? Probably not. And, or do they just not pick those kids? Well, you know they usually pick the best kids for All-Stars, so that's probably right. not the case either. And I think the real answer is that you know, kids that don't have that kind of character, and parents that don't support them in the proper way, just don't win enough to get there.
1: Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you're you're right. I, I would. Yeah. I never thought of it from that angle. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting. Yeah, because you see that in, in, in you know I, we just live in a society right now where everything is like you said, cell phone, Snapchat, quick. Quick satisfaction and then and to build a true team and build that positive feeling right. takes time. Like I tell the boys, anything that's worth anything in life takes hard work and takes time. For for sure. Most of the time. Yeah. Um, you know, the lottery ticket thing is the exception to the rule. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, isn't it? So you go all up and down California.
0: Yeah. Um well, we, word, yeah, we started word, at Stanford. I'm in Southern California, I'm in Southern California, just east of Los Angeles. Okay. Our Los Angeles region handles like from Santa Barbara to San Diego. So like a 120 mile radius, okay. but I travel, I'm, I'm going to Montana in two days to talk, uh, to, uh, USA baseball group for major league baseball, um, oh, wow. and part of our RBI partnership there. Um, so yeah, we have you know we have chapters in Tampa and New York and Boston and you know we're we're all over the place and um, it's uh, it's it's growing and I think people are starting to understand the movement. Um, you know, besides all of those supporters, we 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 got support from from Fox Sports. Uh, their charitable arm is called Fox Supports, um, and they gave us a, a Super Bowl ad. I mean, at halftime, it went Lady Gaga, Disney World, and then Positive Coaching Alliance. So that just helps the, the visibility. And I think that PCA is going to start to become, uh, you know, the, the brand that is an acronym, just like, you know, MLB, NBA, Junior NBA, or, you know, Little League Baseball. I think that, you know, we're starting to make those
1: inroads where, um, you know, people are going to recognize. Hey everybody! I hope you love that podcast. Please go over and leave a five star review, no matter where you're listening to this. Um, also, if you want to give back, if you want to join our, if you you want these podcasts to keep coming, you want us to get more guests, all of those kind of things. Um, this allows us to do that. Go over join jointeachcoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Uh, I don't think you'll be disappointed. It is a great community of like minded coaches. It is the Netflix for basketball coaches. But what's even better. Netflix. It has our community. It has me and 30 plus years of being pretty successful at the high school level. So go over and check it out. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. Protect your dream
0: home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com.